I've never done this before, so this will be interesting. My name is Kevin Bruckhauser. I'm the director of technology at York School, and this is the Future Ready Podcast. My guest today is Grace Q, York School class of 2016 and student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I invited Grace to talk about owning your own digital footprint for the ninth graders because Grace is the most savvy user of social media that I know in college right now. Enjoy the show. It's starting and we're live. Hey, everybody. Uh, This is a new venture that I'm trying to um, float out there. And it's a method of me sharing some ideas with uh, York students, York parents, anyone else who's willing to listen. Um, I had been keeping a blog called uh, Future Ready to uh, give some parents in our community a little bit of insight in technology and education, anything else that we think is kind of forward forward looking. Um, and uh, my name is Kevin Brookhauser. I'm the director of technology at York School. If if uh, we haven't met or you don't know who I am, um, and the reason I'm here today particularly is uh, because. Cami Torgenrud, the our teacher, our technology and information literacy teacher, has asked me to talk a little bit about digital footprints and share my thoughts with the current ninth graders about maintaining an effective digital footprint. I thought this was an incredible opportunity to bring bring in the person I think is the uh, the smartest college student I know about having an effective a digital footprint. Uh, former York student, Grace Q. Hello. Grace, say hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> so Grace uh, was my, she was in my English class in the, when she was in the 10th grade. Was that like five years ago? Too long Four, five ago. Years? Too long ago. It was a, it was a while ago. Um, but I, I, I just want to tell my first introduction with Grace. She, you know, she just showed up in my English class and she was one of those quiet students, but but the more I got to know about her, the more I realized that she had this really amazing online presence. And it was something that I was uh, curious about. You, Grace, you were you had a YouTube channel already, I think, but but your your big presence was with Tumblr and maybe a another yeah. website at that time. What was that what was that website? Yeah, so it was Tumblr and then there was like this fashion website where you like make these fashion layouts and stuff called Polyboard. Right, but right. I didn't start my YouTube channel until my sophomore year because of my 20% oh, okay. project. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't even have your YouTube channel yet, but you 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 already had some experience, you know, having an online presence and you already had a big big following in that fashion yeah. fashion site and so I was uh, I don't know, I was really impressed with with what you were doing already and uh, hoping to get you to uh, continue that trend and be and and hopefully get my other students and myself to kind of learn about about your experience through that process. Well, since then you've you've had uh, this kind of amazing run on online and and uh, doing all kinds of different things, and so that's really why why I wanted you to be here. the the um, The first thing I want to talk about is just like what does it mean to have a digital footprint? What is a digital footprint? 
Um, are, Grace, are you familiar with that term? Yes. Did we talk about that at, at all yeah, in class? Yeah, I'm very familiar. What, what, is that, <laughs> what, is, what does that mean to you? Well, definitely it was like a huge concern for everybody, you know, like especially my parents like, oh my gosh, like your digital footprint, you know, you look up my name and it's like everywhere, you know, you just like go through pages and pages and it's just like me or like something related to me and it's actually me, not like somebody else. And so I think like the digital footprint is something that like is there on the internet. It's like the the footprints that you leave behind. So whether that's like your social media page or like something you post or like something somebody else posted and then you were tagged in it or something like that it's just like what are you leaving behind and literally it's going to last there forever even though you think it might not yeah. you know right yeah. when when i there may be from when i was in high school there may be a few like vh vhs tapes <laughs> laying around of of my uh my video presence yeah. when i was making movies but but uh you know almost all of my footprints from when I was in high school have just been erased because m most everything was done in an, in an ad analog format and I didn't do a good job of archiving yeah. anything. Every, anything. Um, and that may be the, uh, the experience that a lot of parents have, but that's very different now with, uh, with when you were in, in high school and when current students are in high school. Uh, we leave these footprints, uh, everyone does now, these digital footprints that... Uh, they don't really go away, right? Yeah, they really don't. You think they go away <laughs> if you delete them or something. It's like, wait a second, why why am I still seeing this? And it's there because, like, you know, they're all stored up there somewhere. No one knows where. It's just right. there, you know? And so it's kind of scary, but I think, like, at the same time, personally, for me, it's been so cool to look back five or so years ago and be like, wow, you know, like, I used to be like that. And it's like, oh, look where I am now. And that's like very cool. But it definitely does bring up its own concerns, you know, especially like if you're talking about high school kids, you're applying to college, you're applying to even now, like you're applying to jobs and everyone's looking you up, you know, and my dad, like he has his own business, he hires people. And if he looks someone up and they don't show up in the Google in the Google search, then it's like, oh, like, what are they hiding? So I think now like having a digital <laughs> footprint is like, you should have it because if not, then people get suspicious, but like, in a have it in a way that like you can be smart about it, obviously, and not, you know, still respect your own sense of privacy as you feel comfortable. But at the same time, like, you know, do you, do you have this platform at right at your fingertips? Like, why not use it? You know, so right. that's right. how I feel about it. Yeah, so so let's just let's back up a little bit. Like a digital footprint is really kind of the traces that that all people leave online, whether they get on uh, Facebook or they start a blog or they're on Instagram, um, and and uh, your digital footprints generally tend to stick around probably forever because you know if you post something on Facebook, it may be that you you take it down, or if you post on Snapchat, which is actually a, it's a tool designed to uh, eliminate the the permanency of digital footprints, mm -hmm. right? So that was that was the killer feature of Snapchat was was that it was supposed to go away. You but were, it doesn't. You'd be able to. But <laughs> they still have. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> why why doesn't it go away? I don't know, but it's like you hear all of it. I mean, because like, my technology is like not 
super out there, but you just hear all of these news stories and stuff. It's like, oh, this celebrity, like this and this and this, like they have all these pictures leaked out. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah. I thought <laughs> that no one was supposed to see them ever again, but it does. Like the company has control over that. You click agree. You don't even read the contract. So, right. you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's pretty safe. First of all, let's just say like with, with technology, it's a really powerful tool. It's got pretty amazing benefits that we'll talk, we'll, we'll go into more depth into. And then it's also got risks. And I think that uh, uh, we need to understand what those benefits and risks are and try to be as smart as possible about employing uh, this digital technology. And I think the first impulse of a lot of concerned parents is to be like this this can be a really scary thing and you know let's let's uh shut off our our kids or let's just not use the internet at all and that that may seem like the safest avenue for a lot of parents um but i but i want to say that as students start entering in high school and even in the ninth grade i kind of like to think of a swimming pool as a good good metaphor uh so swimming pools, like the internet, are dangerous places. Um, but our, what, what we tend to do is, is not just fence people out of swimming pools and say kids aren't allowed to go to swimming pools because they're dangerous places. We teach kids how to swim. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we start in the shallow end, and then generally we, we teach them how to manage themselves in the shallow end. Like So uh, my, my four-year-old can handle the shallow end of a swimming pool right now, yeah. unsupervised. My, my two-year-old, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him in the shallow end of the swimming pool without one of us nearby because he could just end up upside down and not be able to get up. Yeah. Um, but but gen as as we get by, we tend to give give students more and more freedom. And at some point, a kid learns how to swim and and learn how to stay safe in the pool. So I think I think we should take a similar approach to uh, bringing young people into the realm of the internet. Yeah. But but as you mentioned earlier. What would be the risk of just saying, hey, let's let's lock off the Internet until the kids go off to college? Yeah, well, then that's the problem is that I mean, and and if we're, t if we're talking about like actual swimming, there's so many people I know they don't know how to swim. And then it's like, oh, let's go to the ocean. Then what are you going to do? Like, are you going to drown? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I feel like it's the same way because college is a place where you like finally gain somewhat of a sense of independence or at least that's the hope and like if your parents didn't really like launch you out of the nest quite successfully or traditionally then then it's kind of like oh like am I still under their watch like do they still have control over my life or am I supposed to be doing this all on my own and it's like so confusing you're already trying to like stay afloat in your classes and just life in general that trying to navigate your way through this like huge ocean of the internet you know like it's it's confusing and and you might just believe everything anyone tells you <laughs> so I think it's really important to teach kids like how to be you know tech savvy you know um, that kind of right. thing because you know I I feel well, like it's a matter of preparing students for adulthood. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, they're they're going to need need to know how to use these tools effectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also, I want to I want to talk a little bit about like what are the um, you know how important is it uh, in today's world socially? Like, so if you're a teenager, what what would it mean if you were completely isolated from uh, technology? Yeah, would that have a 
a, a social impact on you, a positive, negative? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm like taking this family site class right now and they were just saying how like you, I mean, I think technology is great and I think you might feel like technology connects everybody, which it does, it connects everybody, but it doesn't form mm -hmm. real connections. And I think like that is when you're kind of going off on the danger zone. But I think yeah. it's so great because like, for example, when I'm home for work or something like that and people are doing something fun or whatever, like meetings, like, hello, you know, we're, we're like <laughs> doing this over the internet. Right. I think right. like it does, it can form these connections. You just have to do it in a smart way. But the real danger is that, for example, like if you have peer pressure or like clicks and stuff like that, all of that can be elevated in such a negative way that like people feel really, really left out because, oh, how yeah. come they are going to hang out without me, but they're all my friends or so I thought they were. And so I think like, because it's, it's interesting because kids, I feel like I'm talking about like middle school and high school, they don't really learn the way of the internet. And so you know, when I was in middle school, people were hanging out without me, but I didn't really know about it because there was right. no way to know about it. But now people do. And so people get so sad about it. People fall more right. and more into depression and anxiety. Not to say that tech is a bad thing, but the important part is educating well, it, the students, you know? Yeah, the, it, it's I, I would argue it's neither good nor bad, yeah. but 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 it can have. Uh, positive and negative effects, and, and a, there actually is, seems to be more and more research out there that suggests that these these phones that we all carry around with us all the time, uh, well, sometimes they're making us miserable. So I, you know, I think you'll hear every thoughtful person out there say there's got to be some degree of balance. We yeah. don't want to spend all of our time with our heads buried in our phones, right. um, and that. Uh, we need to have this face-to-face -face interaction and that uh, that I think everybody believes is valuable. The one thing that, that I really like about main, maintaining a presence online as far as my emotional and social health is that when I do have a presence on like Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter, um, when I do end up having those face-to-face -face interactions, which I, you know, work hard to, to maintain and, and schedule and make sure that I do have those to create that balance. When, if, if I do have an online connection with those same people, it makes those face-to-face -face interactions in some ways richer because I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm more connected to what's been going on in their lives and we have more interesting things to talk about because I just have, have more things to latch onto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think too, like, that's really great and I've really found value in that actually especially like going away to college and then you know like one of my friends I'm like wow you know look at all the great things she's doing and I can ask her about that and I think that's really cool but then at the same time you know they they always talk about the first date and you like see everything on social media and then you try so hard not to reveal certain things you know it's just like oh like I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expose that about myself and so yeah, I don't know. I think it's like very interesting. Um. Well, let's let's talk about that a little further. One of the things that we try to do is we're teaching students here at York about using social media uh, well and ethically and you know intelligently. It, it, inevitably, you just you you come up with the decision. 
I've got something that I kind of feel like maybe I should post and I'm not sure whether I should post it or not. Mm. How do you go about making those decisions? I've got a feeling, I've got a photo, I've got an idea that I think I might want to tweet. How do you go about deciding whether to to post that thing on Instagram or whatever? Yeah, so my Instagram in itself has gone through so many phases of like, posting and then not posting and then content and that kind of thing and what kind of content and I think like for me I started my Instagram I don't know like senior year or something like that because people on YouTube were like oh like we want to see more and I was like all right well they want more like I'll just give them more (laughs) and I think like at first I was like "Mm, I don't feel comfortable like I don't think I want to post pictures of my face that much um even though they are seeing my face on YouTube, you know, just, you know, random stuff like that. But I will say that it was definitely a struggle because I was like, wow, look at all the things I can post. I was like, wow, look at this breakfast I made. Let me organize it really nice, take a picture of it and post it. Like everyone look how cool I am. And I think (laughs) that was definitely a stage I went through was just making my life look so much greater than it actually was. And then I went through another Mm. phase of everything like visually has to match and so, and so I know so ridiculous and I'm a photographer and so I would find all these things I would take these pictures and edit them in the same way that it would match and I'm like wait a second why is my caption just an emoji like what purpose does this serve I'm pretty sure no one wants to look at another palm tree and then I went through right. this other phase of just like and which is where I am now I think is just being real and I think like just posting pictures that really showed more about my life and like how I'm doing and what I'm doing in college versus this is my cool breakfast, you know? And um, I remember fall quarter, uh, fall quarters of like this past fall quarter of my sophomore year, as I'm a sophomore in college. And I, I came upon this hashtag of 30 dot, which is uh, 30 days of thankfulness. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this because people are following me, whether they followed me from like YouTube or whatever, or they're like my actual friends in real life. How many times do you get to have really deep conversations with your friends on the day to day? Like never. I mean, I do it with my roommates sometimes, but you know, you don't really get that opportunity. And so I think like posting about it and being like, oh, you know, I'm thankful for my friends. But then some days I'm thankful that I'm able to be sad because I wouldn't know what sad is if I didn't know what happy was. And so I think like then saying that and then saying how, you know, some days I'm just feeling really sad or whatever it is and being really raw with whoever's reading. And then I'll have people commenting and I'm not asking for the comments, but it's just like, it's like, oh, Grace, like, blah, 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 like, I understand, or or I'm here for you, or thank you for inspiring me, and I'm just, oh, wait a second, like, I've literally only talked to you once, and I think that's so cool, and then now, I go hang out with him and his friends, and we go take f- photos together, and so, in that way, it really forms those great connections, and I think one great thing about knowing what to post and what not to post is how do you feel about it and what is the intention? Because Mm. there's people who do Instagram for a living. So of course they're gonna need to make themselves look cool because this is their job. But when we're talking about on a more personal level, it's like, would you be willing to share this with your grandparents, your grandparents, your family members, your friends, are you willing to do that? And if the answer is yes, then share it. Yeah. Not to mention colleges, future job people, all that stuff. So if you're willing to have them see it, 
then I would say go for it. And if you think that, you know, having a little wild of a time in downtown isn't really going to go over well with your grandma, then, you know, maybe don't post that, you know? And so there's definitely like a time and a place, but using the platform to the best of your abilities. I think of it as the New York Times rule. If you wouldn't want it on the cover of the New York Times, um, and if it would be really rough on your life, if it, if it ended up on the cover of the New York Times, then you probably shouldn't shouldn't post it. Yeah. Um, the f- first of all, I would just say that there's no single rule of. I, I don't think there's any single rule for everybody. Blanket mm-hmm. statement about what you should post and what you shouldn't. It, people have different goals for having a presence online, like you said, Grace. Some people, it, their career depends upon having a very huge presence online. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I. I, I would say that you probably shouldn't post anything that you wouldn't want anyone else to see because exactly. even, even if it's even if it's a tool like like Snapchat, which is designed to expire uh, and and you even I, I, I actually like I've given up on Snapchat. I feel like it's done, but but maybe maybe yeah. it's not. Who, who knows? But I don't know. It, it was uh, there was a, like a if, if someone took a screenshot of one of your snaps, then you, you would get notified. Right. Isn't that mm-hmm. what happened? You're doomed but, forever. But yes, yeah, so, <laughs> right. But but I mean, the thing is, like, I think it's safe to assume that anything that you share online, it, it could relatively easily get published to the entire world. So absolutely. So that's out there. The other thing I would say is, though, to temper that kind of that that may seem kind of scary. Um, so you would want to be careful about what you, what you post out there. But then I, I also think that we're starting to become more tolerant of a digital footprint that may include some mistakes from your youth that uh, I, I think we just kind of live in a world where we're going to have to forgive some published mistakes from, from the youth. I would recommend trying to make mistakes or try to do something stupid, but I think that you know, if a if a weird photo gets leaked out there, I don't think that that spells doom for anybody anymore. Right, right. But I think like when a weird photo gets leaked and you are in that season of life, then it feels know, like it's you know. But yeah. <laughs> but but if it's like something from a long time ago, I mean, it's I kind of see it where it's like, oh my gosh, like my mom took pictures of me when I was a baby. I don't want anyone to see them. But if people saw, it, I'd be like. You know, like, I was a toddler, you know, and and that's okay. But I think, like, I don't know, like, people are getting so used to it in a way that, yeah, I think we should forgive and that kind of thing. I think that's really important. But at the same time, like, I don't think that it should be excused. Because I know for me, it can be excused, kind of, because when I grew up, that was like the beginnings of it. We were barely coming out with these social media things and it was so new, but now like these kids growing up, they've had it all their life. And so, you know, in a way there is an excuse, you know, kids, they're young, maybe not making the best choices, but I think like you can be educated about that. And I think we do try too. I, even my mom tells my brother like, Oh, maybe you shouldn't post that. Like how is so-and-so going to feel? And so we are making a step forward. Yeah. Um, but well, it, and, and it if you is, if you think about it's real it's fascinating. There's lots of of new issues that just just hadn't come up before. I mean, you look at the mm-hmm. 
you know, the Me Too movement. Well, there's there's now behavior that's just that used to people you guys used to get away with. They just yeah. don't get away with it anymore because there is now a, a you know digital evidence out there that uh, mm-hmm. that I think it's it's been had a positive impact on society. Now, like guys can't be as awful as they used to be, uh, yeah, be able well, to get away I mean, with. I mean, even like regarding regarding the Me Too movement, like that is definitely something that hits really hard for me personally, you know, and like seeing so many people come out and say that that was really impactful. But then there's the flip side of it where it's like, oh, I don't want to say Me Too because so and so and so and so follow me and I'm not right. ready to tell them yet. Yeah. And then right. it's like, oh, like, what do I do about it? You know, so right. obviously with everything, you have to have balance, like, you know, but um it's really tricky because we are just so connected to everybody, even on Facebook. Like Facebook is probably one of the things where you literally follow everybody you shake hands with, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me, Instagram is a more public place, yet it's a more private place because if I met you one time, you're probably not going to know about my Instagram. But if I met you one time, you're probably my friend on Facebook, you know? <laughs> and And so like there is that level of like, okay, well, everybody is in your circle now. Um, but in life, you have different circles of c- connectiveness. You know, you have like your close friends and you have acquaintances and stuff, but on Facebook and social media, everyone is in one circle. And so it's really hard to separate that. But I think like social media should be kind of like a supplement to your social life, not a replacement. So... Yeah, let's That's let's tackle about that. One. Let's tackle those two big social networks, Facebook and Instagram, which by the way they're both owned by Facebook, right? Yeah. Um yeah. but but they are the biggest the most important social networks out there for people in your generation. Is that true, mm-hmm. Grace? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And and you know, my understanding is that Facebook is kind of a like a utility. You just kind of you have to have some presence cuz I, I don't know, I use it because it's it's the easiest way to find somebody that I need to get a hold of, right? Yeah, I'm, but that's pretty... just the world we live in now just because of my generation and your generation. Like, a lot of the people we know are on Facebook, but I'm noticing more and more, like, as I'm holding an officer position in a club and I'm yeah. using Facebook to promote things, I'm like, wait a second, half of these kids, incoming freshmen, don't even have a Facebook. So they get a Facebook in college because everyone's already using the Facebook system. Oh really? So it's mm-hmm. so are people are going to Instagram first, right? Is that I don't know. Like you're not it's sure? just <laughs> so hard to spread information on Instagram. You just just keep scrolling and you don't even read anything, you know? Right, right. But yeah. it's it's the uh, my understanding is is that Instagram is the dominant social network for teenagers, for high school yeah. students. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, it, it's not an effective way of like promoting a group or communicating with a group of students. Although there are uh, newer and newer chat applications. Like, I don't even, I can't even keep up with all of them, but but WhatsApp and, yeah. uh, you know, that's, and, and certainly Snapchat still has a pretty strong presence. By the way, like Snapchat, when, when it first got released, it, it got a, a reputation of being for, you know, pretty, 
really only having like awful applications like sexting mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah. it's not necessarily that anymore, at least not, not in my experience. I just, I just don't understand it. But my brother, like this has been really cool about having a younger brother is that Snapchat is huge for them. They right. use it all the time. And but what I'm saying is I that if, if parents find out that their kids are on Snapchat, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily doing awful things on Snapchat. Exactly. I experienced that with my parents. My mom's like, oh, Snapchat? Like, don't people use that for da-da-da? No. No, it's, you know? <laughs> people are using it for all kinds of different things, and it doesn't... Yeah. It, it, it could be bad, but it's not necessarily bad. But, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, we, we, we at York don't don't necessarily recommend that students take on uh, particular or, or sign up for particular social networks. But it, but it's certainly true that uh, at York, uh, students are using Facebook to kind of uh, communicate among each other as, as official mm-hmm. groups. Uh, you know, York obviously has, has a uh, Facebook page that we encourage yeah. uh, community members to be a part of because it's just a great way to communicate and share ideas. Uh, and, and you're saying that, that when students get into college that Facebook is kind of a, a pretty important tool that students use to rally around clubs. Yeah, just because people are already using it. And right. so it's really hard to change out of that system. So, you know, you just use that necessity at that point. Yeah. Now, uh, Twitter certainly gotten, gets, a, gets a lot of press. And, and uh, I, yeah. I've been on Twitter. I know you've been on Twitter for a while. Yeah. Um, what what's your experience with Twitter? You know, I, I, I don't think it's getting used very much here at York. What about uh, at where where you are now at Cal Poly? Yeah, it's interesting. I I think a lot of people do use Twitter. I think my circle of friends we don't use Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just you know that's just the way things are. Right. I have a Twitter account and I scroll through it occasionally and like it's fine, but for some reason. Twitter to me personally is just an additional thing I have to post on. (laughs) I'll post on it occasionally. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm posting this, you know, but I do enjoy scrolling through it just to like get little quick bits of stuff. But I mean, they increase the character limit or something. I don't know if that's still a thing. Like I, I'm definitely not in the loop about Twitter and people used to joke that Twitter was like for the old people, but like, honestly speaking, Facebook is for the old people, right? You know? Right, but right. <laughs> I noticed, I noticed that connect that that connectivity, or however you say that word, early in the morning. I, I noticed that you have that relationship with like other Google educators, for example. Yeah. And you guys have your things, or like, um, for example, I remember in high school we did the the like that chat thing where like you posted a question or something and then everybody would chime in with their answers and like that was super cool but all right obviously obviously weren't me like as a college student we're we're not doing that you know and so yeah i don't think we're using it as much but yeah twitter to me feels like an obligation like i'm never excited to go on and post but i feel like i need to because of uh the, the, the fact that I do want to have a, a, a strong presence out there and mm-hmm. you know you as a as a photographer and as a you know you're, you've got this really great career in front of you that's going to involve some level of technology I'm sure yeah that yeah. there's a there's a benefit to having a presence online mm-hmm. and you know I just I, I, I want to say one of the things that we're we're going to be doing with the ninth graders is uh, we're going to 
go away from uh, the e-portfolio model, which is something that we that you know we've had, uh, you know. <laughs> more or less success with it. It just hasn't really caught on, but we do believe that it's so important that students do have some presence on the web so that we're, we're Mm going to invite students to create a personal website and, uh, Hmm. and that, that they can decide what they're going to do with it. But, but we do believe that it's important to have some presence on the web. Like you have your, uh, photography presence on the web. Um, but, we're actually thinking about using Wix as a platform just to, and, and it may not be the platform of the future, you know, it may be, Wix may just go away in, in a couple of years as, as anything might, um, but we want students to get some exposure to, you know, having an online profile that they manage themselves. What do you, what do you think about hmm. that? That's really interesting. Uh, I legit forgot about the e-portfolio thing. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right. Oh, no, no, everyone did. I no, I worked so hard on that and I remember being told like oh like you can show this to like people and blah 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 and I was like okay cool like this is really cool I was so on board with it and then after we stopped putting things on it I was like oh this feels like a chore for me to like put my essay right right on you know right um I think the website idea is pretty good but at the same time like I think the only reason why people forget about it is because they don't use it right there they don't find a purpose in it and I think for me especially being a graphic communication major, like having some kind of online something or other that showcases the work you do and showcases your craft is super important because you can put that link on your LinkedIn and people can look at all your work. And I think that's really relevant in my life now. But when you're in high school, it's just so hard. Like right. had if, if I had an e-portfolio in college, I would probably use it because it would be a consistent thing. And I think the website is such a good idea, but I think, like, like in theory, it's such a good idea, but the issue is that the students these days, having a personal website where they can put anything they want doesn't really serve the purpose that it is intended to be for because they are like, oh, well, I already have an Instagram. <laughs> so I already have something that I'm already managing and blah, right. blah, blah. And yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe that comes with growth and maturity and realizing that you need to be proactive about the future or something. I don't know. Well, I know. So th- there's a couple of things that we're pretty sure of. Uh, and and your what you said at the beginning of this conversation reiterated that is that when your father is looking to hire somebody new, I mean, they, they do an Internet search, right? Mm-hmm. And, and see see if this applicant comes up on a, on a Google search and yeah. uh, and I don't think that that's happening to our students right now, that they're they're getting their online presence searched by potential employers or whatever. But I think that, that almost all decisions are going to begin with a, an internet search, especially a recruiting decision. And, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for a job and uh, you're, you're going to want to know what comes up when someone searches your name. And Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't you want... Your, wouldn't you want to have control over what that top search result is? Yeah, and and, and I definitely agree with that. So I that's why I work so hard on my photography stuff because I want that to be the top. Right, you know? right. And <laughs> yeah. so we, 
And and as you know, as we're you know here at York, when we're hiring uh, potential teachers, it's what we do is we we do Google searches, and when a teacher uh, an applicant comes in and says, "Here's my website," and uh, click here to, to learn more about what I do, and if they do have mm-hmm. a, a strong presence online and they've got materials to back up the kind of work that they've done and the experience that they have, and that's that's incredibly helpful, and it can help any. Uh, applicant for any position or a uh, an internship really stand out so we think that that's that's probably going to be the future of everyone's going to need to have some sort of presence online um, right right yeah and uh, and 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 maybe uh, social media presence is, is going to have a big role in that um, I, I still believe that some sort of profile is is pretty important I agree yeah I I think like the idea is so great and I'm so for it. Yeah. But with everything, I think the execution is so hard, especially when you're dealing with students who are just trying to figure things out, you right. know, and I was there and I'm still there. And it's it's interesting, which is why I personally could never be in the role that you are. <laughs> I'd be like so stressed. I'd be like, I can't even figure out my own life. Like I'm right, trying right. to lead all of these students, you know? Well, um, it, it may, it may, we may uh, have, and these ninth graders, I hope they're listening right now. Uh, they may build this website as we kind of recommend, recommend them going through with a, a little bit of a bio and, and yeah, be, yeah. be thoughtful about what they want. Uh, their footprint to be and and that thing may just wither away on the vine and, and never like see the light of day again right. um, but, but what we really want them to do is just get some experience of knowing how to do such a thing uh, if that becomes if they decide that that's an important thing that they want to achieve yeah and i think that's great because having a website is way more relevant now just because of the tech we have now and the accessibility we have to making websites than like an e-portfolio because when i did the e-portfolio that was like that was no that was really good you know just for that time and i think technology is always forward moving and so you just have to move forward with it right 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 cool well, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Do you have any other final thoughts for uh, as as a uh, somebody who's gone gone through the uh, the path that these ninth graders at York School have gone through? Hmm. Does it have to do anything to do with digital stuff or? <laughs> okay. One of the greatest things I learned from high school, and I know. Okay, so like I go to Cal Poly. And mm-hmm. our motto is learn by doing. Yeah. And it is a joke to some people because it's like, ah, oh, learn by doing. But literally, you have to learn by doing. And I learned that at York because I was so pumped to go to Cal Poly. It was my dream school, which doesn't happen for a lot of people. And I was really pumped about it because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to show up to class. I'm going to show up to class and do things. I'm going to make right. things. And I'm going to you know, like do the dirty work and hands on and stuff like that. And I really learned that at York, especially from you. And I say it all the time, but like, I really, I literally wouldn't be anywhere where I am now if it weren't for you pushing us so hard as students, but not pushing us where it's like, oh, you have to do this, but pushing us and be like, you can do this and you have the power to do this. And I think like that was a lot for me because like I have anxiety and like, I don't think that five years ago I would be doing this like that's ridiculous you know but I think like when 
you know, like, I guess speaking to the parents and the people who have power to, like, teach the students is that you yourself have power to empower these students because they are going to be the future of this world. And, you know, if you, the younger generation, we do have somewhat of a responsibility to guide them through that as they're developing through their life, you know? Um, And then the other thing is that if you're a student, like, just try it, you know? You really never know where you're going to end up unless you don't try whatever it is. Like, I didn't think that, you know, for example, I started out on this, like, fashion website and now I just wear sweats mm-hmm. all the time like <laughs> you know but um I I didn't want to show my face to the internet because at that time it was like oh my gosh if you show your face to the internet something bad is gonna happen <laughs> and I remember I was like you know if I get this and this number of likes I'm gonna show my face like it was I made a huge deal out of it and here I am and I made like a YouTube channel and that kind of thing Um, And I'm here now and I I don't have shame about anything. So (laughs) I think like you just don't know until you try. And the beautiful thing about the world we live in now is that you have all the knowledge right at your fingertips. If you want to learn how to code, look it up. If you want to learn how to work Adobe Premiere Pro or After Effects like me, because I struggle with it so much, you can learn and it's all there. And like, it's such a great thing. But with everything like moderation and um the last piece of piece of advice i have is uh make sure you have you make time to go outside with somebody else (laughs) (laughs) because fresh air is good and um i think like you know I'm really glad you kept uh, talking about that word try. I'm I'm a big proponent of the word try. Yeah, um, yeah. If you if you watch Empire Strikes Back, Yoda uh, <laughs> hates the word try. He says he says do not. There is no try. It's only do. I I think Yoda's yeah. wrong there. I think try is is fantastic because it has the the potential for failure built into it mm-hmm. and that's okay you try things yeah. and and some work some don't work but that's yeah totally how we learn to do things and that's really what uh uh made me admire the work that you did so much mm-hmm. is that you're willing to take risks and and try things even if you didn't know you were going to succeed and and i think especially for people in our population they're so driven to succeed that they're worried about about failing so yeah and they're do, holding themselves back Absolutely, um, and uh, yeah. and then finally, I, I also wanted to say about that the kind of risk of being online. There, there. If you only watched like the evening news, you would think that there's this mass of strangers out there looking for someone to post online and 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 predate on them. And and I just th- there may be some risk of that, but it's really slight. Is at least that's mm-hmm. my experience. Grace, yeah, would, I mean like. Agree? We take a risk by driving our cars. <laughs> right, right, right. We still drive our cars, you know? So just, just drive you safely. Take the risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just right. be safe about it and be smart about it and educate yourself about it and surround yourself by people who will really support you. And like, yeah. I'm always down to support anyone, you know? So cool. <laughs> at least you and have one person on your team. <laughs> so if, if Grace, if, if anyone wants to kind of see what you are doing publicly online, what's what's a good way for them to you know, learn about what you do and, and kind of use you as a role model because I think you are the perfect role model in a lot of ways for a lot of our students. Yeah, um, so my last name is like complicated, but not really. So you can definitely just Google me, but I think one of my huge places, I guess, 
is my Instagram because I use it the most. And so everything is just at Grace Q. And my last name is K-H-I-E-U, pronounced like the letter Q. So ridiculous. I know. I didn't I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose this life. <laughs> but um, I... Yeah, just like mess. If anyone wants to, I don't know who's watching this, but if anyone wants to message me about anything, like I, you know, one thing I've come to terms with is there was a time in my life where I was just so angry of like, why did I have to go through these hardships? And I think seeing now, seeing like the good that's come out of that, being able to share my story with other people and being like, you know what, you've been through this, like, I definitely understand you because I went through the same exact thing. It's huge, but cool. you have to reach out first. And um, I'm not going to be able to, you know, be like, hey, so so and so, like, I know you're going through this because I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know everything. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think like it's that's yeah that's it like that's where you can find me just search my name up and all right I'm, I'm Do a google search that's what that's how we find each other uh follow grace on instagram at grace q i'll link yeah, to it in I'll, in this in these uh in the youtube comments yeah. here and the yeah i link shirts. everything to each other on my youtube yeah. channel i link all my stuff cool on my twitter i link all my stuff so it's all there and you could find me uh yeah. i'm brookhauser on most of the sites including twitter instagram and and facebook <laughs> And uh, let's keep this conversation going. And Grace, thank you so much. I uh, can't wait to see where, where things go next for you. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Okay, cool. Bye. Okay, we're off the air. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to say bye.